and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. We are saved by the grace of Jesus and have hope for eternal life. In the final chapter of Paul's letter to Titus, we have some very important passages to consider. They are important because they are the truth. We have a problem in this world today that if people don't like the truth, they invent their own. Actually, that's been going on for a very long time. Why do you think Jesus always started sentences with, truly I tell you, or I tell you the truth? It's because the religious leaders of the Jews in the past made up stuff to glorify themselves instead of God. That's why God sent us believers his Holy Spirit, so that we who are born again and receive the gift of the Spirit, we can discern what is the truth and what is a lie. We must always seek the truth. So we read Titus chapter 3. Paul writes, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be kind and gentle toward everyone. Uh Uh-oh, here we go again, having to submit to authorities and rulers. We must respect the position. I heard something interesting from Senator Ted Cruz. He said, we Republicans fight till we win. When we lose, we stop. The Democrats fight, and even when they lose, they keep fighting. Unquote. They don't respect the will of the people. I remember in November of 2016, all the protests and riots in every major city that occurred after Trump won the first time. The leftists were yelling, not my president. I cried when Obama won twice. But I accepted it. I prayed for him and respected the office. I didn't agree with anything he did, but as Americans, we have the right to cast our votes. Second, and as Americans, we need to accept and respect the government authorities and obey the laws. Third, do what is good. Don't slander. That means on Twitter, too. Be peaceable. No burning down businesses that took hardworking Americans' lifetimes to build. Be gentle toward everyone. Is that so difficult? Continuing verse 3, Paul writes, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, 
whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Jesus saves us by God's love, mercy, and grace. Our sins are washed away in rebirth. We are born again. It's a renewal by the Holy Spirit. Our old lives are dead and our new eternal life with Christ begins. We then have a confident hope that this evil world is not all there is. Hallelujah! Because we are saved and transformed by grace and the Holy Spirit, we are then supposed to dedicate ourselves to doing good when we obey and follow God's will for our lives. Our lives become excellent and profitable. Hey, that's a good thing. Dealing with dissenters. Verse 9, Paul writes, But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person twice, then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. You know, life's too short to spend arguing. I've found that there are people who are so brainwashed by the Catholic Church that nothing I can say or quote from the Bible will change their minds. Sadly, they are warped and sinful and self-condemned. Here we're told to warn them no more than twice and walk away. What I usually do is hit them with an article or two, then some scripture verses. If that doesn't work, then I tell them, listen, invite Jesus into your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to the truth. You have nothing to lose. And I stop messaging them. I will, however, pray for them. Paul's final remarks, verse 12. As soon as I send Artemis and Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis because I have decided to winter there. So Nicopolis is in Greece. Now, if Paul was writing this from prison in Rome, I think one thing that we have to remember, he was under house arrest. So I think he was fairly free to move around to a certain point. So um, uh, Nicopolis is in, uh, in Greece, in uh, the northern part, uh, probably near uh, Philippi and uh, Thessalonica, uh, because that's where he decided to winter. So I guess it's not that cold there, um, as cold as it gets in Rome. But he was still in the Roman Empire, so, so it wasn't like he was fleeing. Okay, verse 13. Do everything you can to help Zenus, Zenus the lawyer, and Apollos on their way and see that they have everything they need. Um, so Titus is in, is in Crete, so, which is not that far, but it's still, it's still a, you know, a voyage. And one kind of want to um, do any travel by, by ship during before the winter comes because then the seas get rough and the winds get tough and that's where you get a lot of uh, shipwrecks like the one that happened to Paul in the book of Acts at the end. Um, continuing verse 14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good 
in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. Everyone with me sends you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. And that was Titus. And I've been reading from the NIV, the uh, New International Version. I love how Paul adds a personal touch to all of his letters. We lose that personal touch in emailing and messaging. Nevertheless, Paul reiterates that we must learn to devote ourselves to doing what is good. There is a lot of need out there right now. We are not to live unproductive lives. How do you know what God's will is for you? Well, you read and study the Bible and pray daily. He will tell you how it depends. Sometimes you'll get an idea and you'll have to pray and ask him if it's his will for your life. Sometimes it will be a person who happens to cross your path or a sermon, a song or a video. You have to keep your heart and mind open to receive his word. And I'm going to end today's post with one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 46. And it reads, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble to the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. This one's important. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation I will be honored throughout the world. That's God speaking directly to us. Then it ends in verse 11. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. I love that phrase, the Lord of heaven's armies. That's a mighty God. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, and if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, Receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which could happen any day now. This is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart. And if you're not sure what to say, there's a, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog. Um, and there's a link that says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Also, at the bottom of today's blog post are two fantastic worship videos. God is in control and uh, open up the heavens. So praise the Lord. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps 
the YouVersion Bible app, and through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.